Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of the Black Eskimo Podcast. I am your host, David DaCosta. CEO, so CEO of Bunker Living. You you have to elaborate on that. What is Bunker Living? And you are the C, so the Chief Executive Officer. Break it down. Yeah. For, break break it down for me. So um, Bunker Living is a real estate business I started during this pandemic. Okay. So back in April, uh, twenty twenty, when. I, I love how she says. I love how she says. Back in April, <laughs> we we, ju- we just we just started twenty twenty one. Continue, continue. Right? Yeah. Um. Uh, back in April twenty twenty, right. I when the COVID had just started and quarantine had started. Right. Um. I have a few rental properties throughout the uh, GTA that my husband and I had just finished off flipping. Right. And we were doing some Airbnb at the time that. Because with the pandemic, we weren't sure how it was going to go with, like, long-term renters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up opening up our homes to travelers who were stuck in in Canada and couldn't get home. And that's sort of how Bunker Living started. Everybody was locked down and uh, made something out of that. So, yeah, I turned that into a legitimate business. And I'm trying to make that go from here. Well, well, hence the name Bunker. Bunker. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what? Okay, I'm sorry. I have to go here. I have to get very serious on you for a second. Uh, what is your take on the concept of bunkers in the weird time we're living in right now? Oh, I am 100% for it. I'd love to go out there and build an Earthship one day. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, you're not playing around, are you? Oh no! I, you know what? I want to live all over the place. I've lived in multiple sort of areas in Toronto temporarily. I would come back to Mississauga, so I consider that home. Um, but I have stayed different places, just like due to work. I have uh, my corporate, my corporate life. I've had to travel to all over the city, um, and different countries and places in the U.S. Okay, well, I, you have and, you got to get into that. Hold on, you just kind of glossed over that corporate world. So, is there you talking about the, the nine to five hustle prior to doing your own business? Yes, my uh, nine to five. I still do it. I, I love what I do. I am a Fortune 500 consultant um, in big data and BI technology. Okay. Um, so I manage delivery and development teams, and then sell um, different companies and government agencies on the benefits of AI and data. And a hold on, AI. Oh, so I get. I guess you're not opposed to automation. Oh no, not at all. Um, I embrace. What 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 are, what are the what are the pros and cons of automation in your estimation? Um, the pros and cons of automation. Well, we've already lost all of our privacy. Um, I know people are concerned about that, but it's uh, have, have we lost all, all have we lost all of our privacy? If you if you use Facebook. Um, they have it. Uh, Google has it. You may be driving around and Google gives you recommendations or asks you, hey, can you review places you haven't even stopped? 
um, and everything is integrated. So I do believe that we have lost a certain degree of privacy. Okay. Um, and people don't read the data privacy. There, we're a convenient society, we're a convenient culture. That's human nature, right? We want to make things easier for ourselves. And some of the unexpected results of that is this natural loss of privacy. So, yeah, there are no secrets. Okay, so... Our phones are listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I can agree to an extent, but I, I think it also is dependent on what you put out there in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But in, uh, when, I see people, when I see people posting their, their families and their weddings and their, their kids, on, I'm like, I don't understand all of that stuff. I, I, I don't do that. Yeah, that, that is definitely putting your business on front street. I agree. Um, I think even if you don't put it out there, there's still a certain level of access that we're unaware of. Like, all of these devices with cameras, we can be looked in on. There are things recording and listening. So if you're at home with your phone, unless your phone's in the car, somebody's listening. I hear you to an extent, but, I mean, it, it depends if you have your phone on. My phone's not always on. So I hear what you're saying, though. I got you, though. I got you. Yeah. I got you. No, I, I, I've heard I've heard the argument made. I get you. I got you. But I think some people are just more open to putting their lives out there. And, and, they're, and they're not really – I don't know if it's a question of them not being aware of uh, the access that you speak to or they just don't care. I think – the way things are going, um, it's not even a matter of awareness or caring. Um, if we think about some of the ramifications of the current pandemic, people have lost their livelihood. A lot of true. people very, have, right? Very um, true, very true. And the way to make it so that uh, you potentially are not reliant on uh, a specific employer or um, even let's say, you know, people have been forced to do like online work. Right. And part of that means that going forward, if this trend continues, we will be losing a lot of that face to face, which means the concept of no like and trust is 100% online. Mm-hmm. And part of that no like and trust is the brand you create for yourself. And that brand is your unique opinion, your unique self, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people want to know. If I'm a mom, you're a mom, right? Or, mm-hmm. uh, or if I read certain books, you read certain books. And mm-hmm. what are your opinions and what are your thoughts? And that's how I think going forward with if things continue to sort of remain in this online space, mm-hmm. uh, people are going to have to know you uh, in order to create some certain level of trust and create certain opportunities for yourself. Interesting. So, well, let me, let me jump. Sorry, continue, continue. I was like, God, that's essentially the whole concept behind uh, social media marketing. Sure, sure. I want to jump back to something you said about you and your husband. Um, how did this whole real estate thing start? So even prior to the whole bunker living, when how did how did this real estate investment uh, approach start or endeavor start? Yeah. So um, how it started is I've always been interested in real estate. Um, I'm, I'm not going to age myself, but, you know, since I was a teenager. Um, I, I love it. What well, does it... <laughs> Continue, continue. But I've been, I've been waiting for this housing bubble to burst, right? Right, right. Like, um, you know, prices are going to go down. Um, I've been waiting for this housing bubble to burst. And the way I was introduced to it, I actually had a friend of mine whose uh, father was an entrepreneur, had um, started multiple businesses, uh, started and unfortunately they weren't all successful. The majority of them failed mm-hmm. uh, until he got to a point where 
they'd get a successful business running. And I remember speaking to the family uh, about, you know, what they went through trying to start uh, scale and sustain these businesses. And one of the things they said to me was, despite all of that, they were always successful in real estate. Oh, and okay. looking at that, I was like, I see, right? Because, you know, despite having a bank of business, they were always able to uh, get themselves new homes. And that, that money that they had in their properties is really what enabled him to uh, pursue different options and also, you know, grow their homes as, terms, like, as their family group. Mm-hmm. And I started to look into real estate and investing and learned that real estate makes the most millionaires. Um, and in order to build, sustain, uh, and create generational wealth, it's about those assets that you can hand down. Is, is it is it just me, or do you feel that this particular, I, I find, okay, at least on Facebook, I found that, um, uh, I say a lot, of, a lot of my cyber friends are, are women, and I find that a lot of the emphasis seems to be placed on making money. Why, why do people feel that getting rich is somehow the answer to, I guess, a happy life? Like, why do people equate having a lot of money with being happy? Well, I mean, I get the idea of generation. I get the idea of generational wealth and security and all of that. But why do people automatically go to money as the objective or the the end goal in terms of finding happiness? Why do people equate the two? Uh, I think the reason people equate the two is because a lot of our time, or at least what we've been indoctrinated into um, in terms of society and how to make a living, uh, is the direct exchange for your time, your labor, your effort, um, your intellectual property in exchange for money. And to really enjoy your life, uh, you need time, again, to live it, right? To do the things you enjoy. Maybe you want to be spending time with your kids or going out uh, on vacations or um, potentially you just want to enjoy nice things, right? Uh, a comfortable bed versus, let's say, for example, sleeping on the floor. Right. Um, I feel like it comes down to money because the only way to achieve more time, time is time is finite, right? Like if, as a second pass, you can never get that back. Uh, so the only way to really achieve more time and the amount of time that you spend doing the things you enjoy is to spend less time exchanging your labor and effort for money. Okay. All right. I, I say that because I, I when I think about the fun I've had in life, it has nothing to do with money. That is completely understandable. Um, I would think to yourself, uh, like I would ask yourself this question: Those times, right? Were they spent sitting on a chair, having a drink, in indoors? You know what I mean? Like it's it's been it's been it's a bit it's been a it's been a variety of uh, circumstances. So whether it be me being on a beach in Jamaica, I, I I always go to Jamaica. I've been going to Jamaica since I was a kid. I'm a dual, I'm a dual citizen, or it could be me just kind of walking through a park. I mean, it's or, or spending time with family and friends or a girlfriend. It's just it's different situations. It's, I, can't, I can't say it's one thing, but 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 those, but those things, but those situations and scenarios had very little, if any, to do with money. Fair enough. I, I can concede to that. I would hundred percent agree. But how did you get to Jamaica and back? Was the flight well, free? Well, I'm not. Hold on. Um, I, I, hold on. I never said. Hold on. I, I never said that money was not needed. 
I'm just saying that I, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about this great emphasis being placed on money. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I 100% agree, but I see the question posed to me was why money is a factor of that. No, 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 and I'm saying why, the, why is there this great emphasis like being emphasis, placed on money? Right. Yeah. And, and my response is that money is the facilitator right. of the, the, the things you choose to do right. with your time, your free time. Sure. And if you have, if you can spend, if you can spend less time less of your time in the pursuit of money, whether that's increasing your hourly wage or particular, or probably passively, right. um, then it gives you more time for freedom, especially when you mention the fact about women. Uh, women, well, we tend to, and they're just the stats, um, do the majority of the emotional and domestic labor at the homes, in addition to, nowadays, also having to have a full-time job. Children as well, yes. Right, right, um, yeah. right. In, in addition to having a full-time job, mm-hmm. so with the workload, right, that goes into your eight hours you spend a day at work, and then the emotional uh, and domestic labor you do at home for your family and your children, mm-hmm. that gives that leaves even less time for one's own pursuits and interests, right, or health or those type of things, right? And I um, and, and I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. So to increase your, so if I, if, so if they can spend their time uh, and get and put more less time and get more money, that enables them to have more time with the people they love and to do the things they love. I, I think that's why women tend to focus on that. I got you, and I, I and, and, and I don't want to say all women. I'm just saying that a lot of the women that I have as Facebook quote unquote friends seem to be putting out messages and posts that really speak to this: get rich, get rich, get rich, get rich. And I'm thinking, oh. Yeah. And not even, not even get comfortable, get rich. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a difference with saying I want to be financially independent and comfortable versus I want to be rich. Yeah, I hear that too. Um, and then when we think about the children that some of these women have or the cost of living these days, a single family detached from is like a million dollars in the city. Um, if you have one or two kids, the kids have to go to school. Well, not have to. They choose to pursue post-secondary uh, education. Mm-hmm. You're looking at like a $40 million uh, sorry, not forty minutes. Um, forty thousand dollar price tag mm-hmm. plus another hundred thousand for a potentially postgraduate. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We have multiple children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's they like multiple things that these children would need. And as inflation occurs, if you look back at one's own life, um, things were cheaper, right? And so, how do you create a life for yourself where you're comfortable and also? facilitate the needs of the, the, your children, the people you care for, in the future, right? And mm-hmm. you know, accounting for inflation. Okay. Very interesting. And finally, you are, you've, you've, you've categorized yourself as being a builder of incomes. And, and specifically, you mentioned passive income. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my goal, again, is to spend less time uh, working, so I focus on building multiple passive income streams that include uh, investment, um, affiliate marketing, uh, sales, anything that I can gain uh, money from without actually having to put in day-to-day time, right? Where I just might, essentially my investment is my startup time uh, and maybe a, a few hours of maintenance, but will generate money for itself and that. I don't have to be involved with because otherwise I'm just creating another job for myself. I got gotcha. you. 
Well, Madame, I appreciate your time. Very insightful conversation. You are truly a business-minded individual, and I appreciate your input. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.